Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Yo family, what's poppin'? It's your brethren Mario Evan and this is episode number 56. Wow, we are almost at the end of season 3 and I'm so happy to be with you for one more episode. On today's episode, it's a solo podcast and today I'm going to do something interesting. Some of you may know that I like to write and... I like everything creative, you know, multi-potential like me, I already know it go. So I have a blog called It's Me Exposed at itsmeexposed.com. I'm also a domain hoarder, which you will also come to learn. So that is I-T-S-M-E exposed.com. And this was really a space for me to use a medium blog to, to write because I like to write a journal which is personal stuff, but then I also like to really just talk about things that cross my mind. Some of them are personal experiences, some of them are not. It's just a space for me to to really explore all types of different dimensions and sides of topics. And today I wanted to kind of throw back to some relationship posts that I had written. And I'm going to combine, combine two of my posts today, which kind of complement each other. I'd done this in a previous season before. I think back then I was very desperate for content. So I did one called 10 Reasons Why You're in a Relationship. May have, may have been in season one. But um, what I like about these are that one, they're already written. So I think the scripted nature of them will kind of make them feel like audiobooks. But um, one is on unrequited love and the other one is on breakups. And also how I feel you can help to bounce back from a breakup, which is kind of great for unrequited love because if you're the one that get left or the one that nobody wants, then it almost feels like a mini breakup and then you need to recover anyway. So I'm going to join these two at the hip and uh, we may talk a little around it, but I think that they speak for themselves. So let's get into podcast sorry see mixing up my my mediums um let me get into blog post one which i wrote august 7 2015 almost six years ago and it's hashtag me on love unrequited love what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put the links to these posts in the show notes in case you actually want to go over it's me exposed and actually read them yourselves because some people are better looking at text but um, today they're gonna come to you in audio all right so here it goes my parents always taught me not to want things that i couldn't have but until it happens to you in the context of love all that you've learned may quickly vanish i want the one i can't have To be honest, I was usually the one to walk away, the one who identified something I couldn't deal with. It had reached a point where I was afraid to love. I felt like it would never work out because I would be sure to find a fault. 
Some call such persons heartbreakers. But I never saw myself in that light. I looked at it more as following my gut. Like once me feel like say my gut no agree with the food, me I go walk away from it. Me no want to eat it if it don't work with my stomach. I was continually told about what it felt to be the giver of love. I call this person the lover versus the recipient of love who is the love e. How difficult it was as the lover to care about somebody intensely who just wasn't that into you. I guess I was generally the recipient, the love e. So it was hard to truly understand the perspective of the lover who apparently hurts more, thinks more, gives and holds back more, even though it takes two to tango. The lover will do anything to make it work. I always felt like there were two near equal sides to the story and my Libra scale always supported that. But the question is, is it ever equal? And I discovered it probably wasn't until I became the lover. I met someone who I felt connected to in a way I had never felt before. Someone who understood me seemingly on multiple levels. Someone who I preferred to talk to because I was enthralled by the things they said and not just based on appearance. A friendship. A desire to support them, to help them, to make them better as they did me. Like how I have an unwavering love for music. I for one once felt an unwavering love for another. That desire to want to be with them all the time, maybe even forever, it was an unnatural feeling for me. The busy person, the loner, the one who always walked away. And I did say an unnatural feeling for me. So the lovey becomes the lover. How ironic the lessons of life are. The real, the real lesson came when it became evident that what appeared to be mutual was unrequited. The point where you realize that all of your fantasies would never become a reality, that your thoughts of that person in terms of what you wanted were different from what they wanted. Thinking about them all the time, wondering where they were and what they were doing, looking forward to seeing them again, hoping that they were thinking about you too in the same way. The good feelings you had were like stuff from movies, things you thought you would never, ever experience. But once you felt them and how good they felt, they just made you want to have them all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, here we have unrequited or one-sided love, defined as love that is not openly reciprocated or understood as such by the beloved. The beloved may not be aware of the admirer's deep and strong romantic affection or consciously rejected. And this unrequited love, pardon my French, is a bitch. Now that the lover, now the lover, I understood everything my former lovers were telling me. I now got why it felt unbalanced and why it seemed easier for one person more than the other. It made me actually call a few people to apologize to them and express my empathy for what I had done to them. Many years ago as a lovey, I truly got it. You're then forced to switch gears and be an adult and find ways to cope. 
If you choose to remain friends, you realize your deep desire goes nowhere. It then becomes a suppression match, hoping that use of your sheer will can knock your fantasies and desires out. Push them away back into some corner where you don't have to access them. This cannot be my life. Feeling like someone is right for me, but they don't really want me. <laughs> well, life is is a bitch and sometimes we get a taste of our own medicine. It tasted like Buckley syrup mixed with sugar-free antihistamine and a few prednisone tablets not crushed but chewed bitter. Definitely hard to swallow but would only make me feel better in the long run. Now that I respected both sides of the coin, my perspective on relationships really changed. I had a new respect for the process of the lover. So here are a few things I encourage you to do if you become or repeatedly are the giver of love. One, forgive the love e, because they're usually quite oblivious to the effect that they have. Forgiveness is actually for you and it also means moving on respectfully and maybe even remaining friends even though difficult. Number two, don't force the issue. Because someone doesn't want you back doesn't mean that you aren't an amazing person. Just amazing for someone else. So brush off, get back on your feet. Someone who loves all of you and who you love similarly is waiting in the wings. And trust me, they're in the coffee shop. You know it go. Number three, don't ask them about the reason they didn't choose you. If you think that you're such a big person and you want to know and it's going to help you grow, then go for it. Otherwise, I think it's self-torture. Why put yourself through that? I don't encourage it personally. But some individuals do like to know in the interest of betterment of self. But I prefer to think that whatever it is that the other person doesn't like may create more damage in that fresh moment of pain. I believe you will learn about the truth in the right time. Number four, if you remain friends, have clear boundaries. If you don't want to feel like you're doing the free fall again and again every time you see them, then ensure you have clear boundaries. Meet in public places. If being physical is an issue, church hugs, no hugs, social distancing, six feet apart, conversations before 9 p.m. I don't know. Work it out. Have a game plan. It's like a new diet. Try to stick to it. But this one has absolutely no cheat meals. Number five. If they don't want you, then move on. It's simple. What are you waiting for? Them to change their mind? If them no want you now, them not going to want you tomorrow and they may not want you in the future. If it's meant to be, it will be, but it's probably not going to happen. Who knows? It's just not happening right now, so keep it moving. As for the love E, number one, try to put yourself in the shoes of the lover. This will always allow you to conduct yourself in a way that doesn't make it difficult for the lover to be around you. Especially if you really care about this person as a friend and want to keep them in your life. It means respecting their boundaries. Number two, analyze yourself to see if you are the problem. That's the love E, the recipient. Some lovees like attention. Some lovees abuse lovers because they like all the things that come with someone who's head over heels over them 
If that's you, you need to stop. That said, you cannot choose who falls in love with you or why they fall in love with you. So don't beat up yourself too much either because you are made out to seem picky and you don't want this person that loves you. You also have choice. So be responsible for your choice. Listen to your gut and if it's not right for you, then keep it moving. But while doing that, still check to ensure that you're not the one making the situation more unhealthy. Number three, sometimes you have to be the one who's the police in the aftermath. You have to be the bigger person. You have to be the boundary setter because the lover is caught up and they're going to come back to try to get you. So, if you don't want them, party done. End it, cut it off, keep it moving. Number four, to prevent recurrence of this situation, be vigilant about the interactions you have with new people that you meet. Lovies have a way of being magnetic. And if for one moment you realize in someone else that this interaction is not going to go anywhere beyond light conversation, then... No dates, no encouragement, no leading on, no breadcrumbing, definitely no physicality. Make it clear from the jump that this is a friendship or nothing else. It saves a lot of heartbreak. By the way, John Mayer has a song called Friends, Lovers or Nothing. He says there can only be one. Friends, lovers or nothing. There can only be one. Well, I agree. Um, that album was boss, by the way. That's Battle Studies. Absolute awesomeness. Number five. Lovies, stop being so damn alluring to people, damn it. Go live on a hill somewhere, become a hermit. That way you'll stay away from the general population and stop breaking any more hearts. <laughs> Alright, that's the end of the unrequited love one. Um, It's a tough space to be in. And, and I'll be honest, for most of my life, I really was a lovey. And, and I did feel for, for that the experience that I had was really designed to teach me a lesson. I don't think we go through life having one experience. And I felt certain that this was a moment for me to be on the other side of the coin. And I, I truly appreciated it. And it has happened in different ways later on in life, but functioned differently and You'd be surprised to know that this particular blog post was written only from a two-week experience. Um, a long friendship, but a two-week experience of what felt like could have been more that didn't manifest more. Which is going to move me on to the second blog post, which I titled Breakups 101. And from this one, I want you just to remember that when things don't work out, sometimes it's for the greater good. And here goes this one. When we are heartbroken, the initial default is to feel sorry for ourselves. Attempt to find the fault within ourselves that would push someone away. When in actuality, a breakup is an opportunity to start anew. The ending of a very specific experience, which we often fail to see was designed to make us learn great lessons, create personal growth and prepare us for something even better than we had before. My best analogy is that a breakup is like a phone restart. You start over, but with updates. The restart just activates your updates so that you can function better again. 
whether your restart is like an iPhone and Android, or what in Jamaica we call a banger or bangers, or a loaner phone in the US, all that matters is that you are willing to restart and function with what you had, and what you had would be a default factory settings, but now with what you've learned, which will be your updates. So here are a few tips around breakups. One, forgive, forgive, forgive. Here we're back to forgiveness. It takes two to tango and there is another foot to that pair of shoes. The other person in this mix is going through their own battles and struggles and has a story and experience that is equally important to their happiness and growth. Forgive them and let them soar. That is the truest reflection of love, respect and humanity that you can give to them. Number two, surround yourself with family and friends. They aren't just there for the distraction, but they remind you of your root, exactly where you came from, and the characteristics that make you who you are. And most importantly, the person that they love to be around. It's the ultimate mood booster to remind you how much you're loved, despite the one love that you lost. Number three, immerse yourself in things that you love. You won't become aware of the time you spent with another until it's gone. As busy as you thought you were, all of a sudden comes these pockets of time you didn't even remember having. Use them to clean up loose ends and do passionate things. Go through that pile of papers in the corner of your room that you meant to sort out. Paint an accent wall, journal, read, exercise, rediscover your country. Occupy yourself with things that will make you feel satisfied, accomplished, happy, that make your heart sore. Number four, appreciate the experience that was. See your past as a catalyst for growth and appreciate the joys of it. Don't obsess on the negatives or the loss. Focus on the beautiful things. Focus on the opportunity that you had to experience someone in a positive way. Search for them in your future partner. Embrace the lessons you learned and the growth that you are experiencing and have experienced. Number five, let go. So much easier said than done, but this can be summarized by the serenity prayer, which I personally love. You can't change, change the past, so let go and, and move on. And the serenity prayer says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. This uh, breakups usually you cannot change, so you need to know the difference and keep it moving. Number six, love yourself. This is probably the greatest lesson of all. Whatever space is created in your love lost has to be filled by self-love. If you are incapable of feeling like you are beautiful enough to be loved again, aka feeling unlovable, this will be your biggest setback in moving forward. Flaws have to be viewed, viewed as personal personality traits that either are just a feature of you or things that can be improved, but never as things that someone else will never be able to accept. Then you will render yourself unlovable because you aren't a morning person or you like to leave the toilet seat up or, I don't know, someone out there doesn't care and will love you as you are, even if the previous one didn't. So love yourself as you are. Always strive for growth, but love yourself and do it hard. Number seven, be patient. Embrace the silence. 
embrace the new time created in their absence. Don't be that rebound kid. Don't be that guy or girl. No brand new person can fill that void until you have healed completely. Use the quiet time to be still and introspect. Ask the important questions and seek the answers. This is the time where you will discover who you have become and where you need to go. Don't be overcome by feelings of loneliness or inadequacy. Silently and calmly process your thoughts alone. Form strong opinions about what you need and what you don't want. It will be the path to loving yourself more and preparing you for the love that you deserve. Look here, when the cut is fresh, we only see the blood. As the cut heals, we see the scab. After a few weeks, just a mark that a cut once existed. In a few months, sometimes there isn't even a blemish. That one's by me, by the way. It means that you heal almost completely. So sometimes we feel like the pain is going to be forever and it's not. Number eight, thank the universe. Not all nice things or people are meant to be together. Whether you left them or they left you, the direction of the leaving is not as important as the fact that maybe you weren't meant to be together. It's just that one person came to that realization before the other did. So in essence, thank the universe because it wasn't going to work out anyway. No accidents, no coincidences, just a part of your divine journey. Work hard, be calm, do your best and remain happy in all of it. Enjoy loving yourself as you restart. It gets better. Hashtag upgraded versions only. (laughs) Oh, wow. I, I look back on these posts that I'm like, you know, this is why people need to write. So out of this, I would love to say, you know, if you ever have thoughts that you feel compelled to write, put them, put them down. This was written in February 21, 2017. Kind of weird, right? One is August 2015 and other one is two years, almost two years later in 2017. It also shows you how long I've been blogging. I was blogging from the days of Blogspot. Just aged myself, um, but our blogger. But I have always enjoyed writing. And, and these two, funnily, I'm just looking back at how they complement each other because breakups are almost pretty much similar to unrequited love. And, and you have to find a way to get back out of that space of feeling unlovable or unloved so you can prepare yourself for what's next. I generally don't share much about my personal love life and I don't because I feel like as publicly exposed people or I speak for myself as a publicly exposed person, there's some things that you have to hold on to. And for me, relationships and family, those are dear, dear, dear to me. And, and I try not to share too much about them. But as I read those posts and speak my truth, I will say that I truly enjoy the, the spaces between relationships. Um, I'm currently in a space and I use the space to really rebuild I I don't get too consumed about loneliness or companionship or children or marriage. And if you're somebody that is overly consumed by these things, my word of advice is to encourage you to stop. And 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 it's it's tiring to hear be present and and be in the moment, but that really is the essence of life. We cannot 
focus on what we cannot predict, which is the future, and we cannot harbor and linger on what's gone, which is the past. So enjoy the now. What is to come will come. And if you're truly someone who is faith-based, then you have to live like a faith-based person. And faith-based people, though human and though anxious and though curious, should be grounded and rooted in the fact that you're exactly where you need to be. And that's all I'm going to say today. So it's me expose.com is where you'll tap into even a deeper part of my soul as a lot of things come out in writing that don't come out the same way in audio. <laughs> so I encourage you to head over there and read some of my other random posts about random things. And I thank you again for listening to this podcast. We're at episode 56, which means we have four more episodes to go. I never thought I would make it this far in season three. It's been a hard season in terms of just showing up every week. Um, definitely no burnout this season like the last time. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say. You know what to do, people. Listen to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please comment on it on Apple Podcasts or even under the Instagram posts. Share it with your friends. We love subscribers. So subscribe on whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast we are tlk trth that's talk truth without the vowels on all social media feel free to request to become a guest because in our show notes there's a link that you can fill out if you would love to be a guest on talk truth if you have some truth that you think will touch the souls of someone else and the website is t-a-l-k-t-r-u-t-h-j-a Dot com that is talktruthja spelled out and the email address is similar talktruthja at gmail.com shoot us an email leave us a comment subscribe to the podcast share it with a friend and if this touches your soul in any way then spread the word you understand keep safe in this pandemic folks it's been crazy jamaica has received its first set of vaccines and we have started our vaccination program Lots of concerns, but lots of people also joining the line to to get their jab. And um, maybe I'll talk about that in another episode. But until then, if you have been the lover, the love e, or heartbroken, I hope this episode <laughs> touched and rubbed your soul gently. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening to Talk Truth. I'm your host, Mario Evan. And this is a place where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Until next time, bye.